Hello and welcome to the Core Perform Corner, where registered dietitians and personal trainers teach you how to optimize your gut health, hormones, and fitness. Our team has utilized the trademark and evidence-based Core Perform protocol to transform over 500 lives mentally and physically. Here at Core Perform, we have three core values that are family, communication, and care. So if you are ready, subscribe to join our family, communicate with us through our Facebook group to ask questions, and we'll take care of the rest. Please remember this episode should not be used as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. And now, let's get on to this week's question. Hi there, and welcome back to the Core Perform Corner. It is dietitian and gut health coach, Courtney, here just by myself again to chit chat a little bit about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart. And it has to do with body positivity, but it has to do with it in the sense of when you are going through a healing and a restorative phase. So to preface, This is something that I had to experience and endure, and this is something that a lot of our clients go through as well. So what this means is when we get our clients that come to us with a lot of frustrations and difficulty around why their body isn't really responding to diet, responding to exercise, they're noticing that their digestion is very off, they're noticing a lot of stress, a lot of fatigue, a lot of burnout, a lot of just overall crazy symptoms that um, are not seeming to get better, even though they are eating well, a balanced diet, and they're exercising. When we dig a little bit, bit further into their medical history, into their assessment, which is something that, you know, any good provider, any good coach should do with a initial client, get the background, get all that history, right? What we often see is a very common trend in regards to a history of high amounts of stress, whether that's psychological, physical, emotional, mental, lots of different types of stress in in their environment, and um, a past history of maybe under eating, disordered eating, diagnosed eating disorder, um, or a history of yo-yo dieting, chronic caloric deficit, Um, A lot of our clients, it's no surprise, are bodybuilders, personal trainers, fitness enthusiasts that maybe in the past, maybe this was several years ago, it's not something they're doing currently, but years ago, they've been over time slowly down-regulating all of their um, bodily functions because of excessive inflammation, excessive stress, um, undernourishment, and a variety of different things, right? So to to fast forward a little bit, what can happen is your body eventually starts to shut down. Cortisol levels start to spike very, um, very excessively. Um, We've seen a lot of cortisol levels that are extremely high for um, individuals that are otherwise relatively healthy on the outside. We see dysregulations with digestion. We see issues with their sex hormones, with estrogen specifically, Um, We see a lot of just overall um, metabolic pathways that are not being efficient. And the problem is it's almost this negative feedback loop that occurs where these individuals, mostly women, are frustrated that their body isn't responding the way that it used to. So they're trying to slash calories even more, exercise harder, up the cardio, and in turn, 
this is just creating um, this excessive amount of inflammation and stress on the body to the point where it's actually furthering and hindering their ability to heal. One of the things that we do with core perform protocol and that I implement with my clients is kind of a reverse strategy where we need to take a break from the crazy exercise. We need to take a break from dieting. In many cases, we need to reverse diet um, out of the caloric deficit and up calories, maybe past the point where, where they're comfortable, maybe past the point where they might see a little bit of weight gain. If they're having um, hormonal fluctuations or cortisol problems that are already contributing to excessive weight gain, this is where things get really tricky. It can be very easy to just tell our clients that this is part of the process and that they need to you know, be patient and you know, trust that everything is gonna work out in the end. But in the interim, we have to, we have to get, force our clients essentially to get very uncomfortable with themselves. And it's usually because they have to dig a little bit deeper in regards to their relationship with food and their relationship with their bodies and their relationship with exercise. So the whole purpose of this podcast episode is my top tricks for healing your body image and dealing with changes in your body when you're going through a healing phase. For a lot of people as well that maybe have you know recovered from disordered eating or an eating disorder, a lot of us have had to gain um, weight in order to restore hormones, in order to just break free from that rigidity of, of dieting, of excessive dieting. And it can be very uncomfortable in the beginning, especially if for a long time you associate yourself as a fitness enthusiast. If you go into Google and you type in fitness, you're going to see tons of images of men and women who are super lean, super shredded, have muscles showing, like they don't have cellulite. They don't have a, a belly pooch, you know, they don't look like most of us. So when you associate your being yourself, your identity as being a fit individual who enjoys exercise, you know, enjoys being athletic, enjoys partaking in these activities, and you don't look like the people that social media is projecting a fit athletic person to be, it causes this very you know, frustrating um, identity crisis, if you will. This was something I really struggled with because I considered myself to be an athletic individual. I love being active, right? That to me was what I enjoyed. It was a stress reliever for me. Um, now I'm able to, you know, enjoy exercise in a, in a non-obsessive way and do it because I, I simply enjoy the activity of it, not because I'm trying to burn off calories or because I'm trying to change my body to look a certain way, but simply for the act of enjoyment, right? The problem though, is when that shifts and it becomes more of an obsession when we're trying to replace the act of exercise with, um, you know, emotions or other things that maybe we're insecure about or other feelings that we're not comfortable processing and we're using exercise and this fitness lifestyle, this quote healthy lifestyle to suppress those insecurities, that's where things can kind of fall apart and get messy. This was something that I experienced personally in college when I was going through my undergraduate. I wanted to be, you know, the fit healthy girl on Instagram that was making all these 
healthy recipes and, you know, exercising all the time and was um, looked up to as this like, you know, motivating, inspiring person when in reality, I had no idea that I was really setting myself up for a lot of damage with um, my mindset, my mental health, first and foremost, but even beyond that was my hormones, you know, I lost my period for a long time, my digestion was absolutely terrible. Um, it took me a long time to get back to a, a state of like homeostasis and balance again, just because of the years that I was chronically under eating and over exercising to kind of fill this, this void in my life and to think that I would be happier um, and more, you know, confident in myself if I had abs or whatever, which by the way, um, didn't end up happening. I was not any happier if anything. I was just obsessed with the way that I looked all the time. Um, and it got to the point where changing my workout routine would give me a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. Um, eating out caused me a lot of anxiety and stress. I would bring my own meals and Tupperware because I didn't want to quote, fall off track um, and ruin all the hard progress that I was making. So if this resonates with you, you're not alone. Um, I was there. So anyways, to kind of you know back off this tangent, uh, one of the things I really want to reiterate um, is the root of body image goes way beyond wanting to look a certain way. Body image in and of itself at the root, at the heart, is your representation of your self-worth. And it's most likely covering up insecurities about yourself or aspects of your life. Let that sink in a little bit. See if that resonates with you. We like to have control. We're human beings, we like to have control in a very chaotic world and chaotic environment where things are constantly changing. Because our body is the one thing that is always with us, it's always a part of us, we oftentimes try to control it to have that sense of, of, of autonomy, right? Um, so what's interesting is if you think about it, right, um, we're constantly trying to make ourselves feel good, feel confident, feel attractive, sexy, whatever it is. We change our hair. Um, we try to get rid of blemishes because we want nice skin. We get our eyebrows done, our nails done. We get tans, um, all of these other things, right? Which is not a bad thing, by the way. There's a certain healthy balance between these things, right? Getting your eyebrows done, getting your nails done, getting your tan, getting a massage, whatever it is, all these things, right? They're um, a form of self-care and they can be very beneficial in regards to making yourself feel good, boosting serotonin, boosting your confidence. The problem lies when you start to push it to extremes, right? When you're trying to change your body and change the way that you look so much to the point where it's all you think about, right? It's something that is impacting your day-to-day -day routine, you're prioritizing um, exercising over socializing with friends, you're prioritizing your meals and the way that you're cooking because you have to stick to a certain eating pattern, not, not for medical purposes, not for allergies, not for you know treating anything metabolic or um, anything like that, right? Medical nutrition therapy is a different thing. When you're on a specific diet to try to change the way that you look, Again, there's nothing wrong with this. And let me preface that when it goes to extremes to the point where you can't go and enjoy a donut because you want one, you can't go out to a social event 
with your family, with your friends, because the food at that event is giving you anxiety, that's a problem, right? So one of the best things that I started implementing when I was going through my journey, when I was healing myself and trying to break free from this rigid cycle um, of learning how to finally just be at peace with my body, there's a few things that I started to do. One of the first things that I would recommend and the first thing that I did was I just started researching. I started using my time and my energy for the for good instead of um, you know going on Pinterest or Instagram or um, social media and looking up all of these quote fitspo girls and then comparing myself to them and feeling terrible. I started using that time to look up podcasts, look up articles, read books about body neutrality, about coming to peace with the body that I exist in. Because a lot of changes were happening very quickly that was making me very uncomfortable. And I remember looking in the mirror after I had gained about 20 pounds after my bodybuilding show. And I didn't rec I feel like I didn't recognize who I was anymore. And I started to get very depressed and um, started questioning if it was worth it. And I, so many times I thought, oh, maybe I should just go on a diet again. Like maybe I should just go back, right? Like there's, there's no way that it'll be as unhealthy as it was the last time. That's where you have to catch yourself, right? It always will spiral backwards. So for me, I knew that in the end, like making peace with food and my body was worth it. Restoring my hormones, restoring my gut function, getting my period back, breaking free and just having food freedom was so much more important than what my pant size was or what my scale said that I weighed. I knew that I needed to change my mindset first, first and foremost, more than anything. I knew that I needed to change that more so than changing my body. That's the, that's the trick. That's the key, you guys. That is the one thing that actually fixes your body image. It's not having abs. It's not reaching that goal weight. It's not fitting into those skinny jeans. It's changing your mindset and accepting the fact that your body is your body. And if there's a provider that you're working with, or you know that you need to be in a state of healing and you need to take a break from over-exercising and take a break from the rigidity of constantly dieting, it is, a, it is a sign, it is your body's way of telling you that it needs a break and that it needs to be taken care of and you need to support it as much as possible. The second thing that I did was I detoxed. I know what you're thinking. What the heck, um, what do you mean? No, I'm not talking about a celery juice cleanse or laxatives or anything like that. I detoxed my social media. Social media is very prevalent in the day today, you know, routine, especially for me now that a lot of my um, work is related to my social media, I have to be very careful about what I choose to surround myself with in my social media, especially when in the beginning, when I was starting this process, I found that I was very easily triggered by a lot of the things that I would see on social media that before I wasn't even aware of. I realized that I was following tons of fit athletic individuals, which again, not a bad thing. These could be the nicest, most wonderful humanitarian people in the world, right? They could donate to charity. They could be amazing people, but it doesn't change the fact that if the way that they look and the way that they are projecting themselves 
makes you feel lesser, makes you feel bad about yourself, you have no business following them. You need to surround yourself with influential people and influential things that have nothing to do with your body. If you're really, really trying to improve your relationship with your body and feel better about yourself, the last thing that you should be doing is looking at other people's bodies all the time, especially bodies that are not really very realistic or attainable in nature. So I encourage you to go through your social media and, you know, do something that while it might be difficult in the beginning is really going to be a beneficial, um, a beneficial thing that's going to really help you moving forward. And you can always follow those people again when you're in a better mindset and you no longer associate the way that they look with their, with their worth, with their um, fitness, with their athleticism, with anything like that. And that's what I did. So I went through and I unfollowed hundreds of people that I realized were um, hindering my ability to heal and hindering my ability to feel better about my body because I'd be scrolling through, feeling pretty okay for the day, and then boom, right? I'd see a picture of someone with a body that looked nothing like mine, and immediately I just started the comparison game. This is something that can really be just toxic for your mental health and toxic for your ability to be appreciative and um, supportive of the body that you have, especially if your body looks different than it used to and is no longer um, associated with that quote fit physique that we like to see all over social media, right? Fitness does not know a body type. This is something that um, I'm really happy to see is starting to change in the world of athletics. We're starting to promote different body types in, um, in sports, in um, athletic um, attire which is fantastic, but we still have a lot of work to do, right? And if it's triggering for you to see individuals that look like that and you start comparing yourself, you're not going to get better. You're not going to um, move and progress on the path of feeling confident in your body if you're constantly wishing it looked like someone else's because it's not realistic, right? It's not sustainable for you at your current present moment. Another thing that really, really helped me was my awareness for body checking. This is something that we do a lot. Um, it's something that for a long time, I didn't think was that big of a deal. Um, I thought it was you know, me being proud and successful. Um, I remember hearing this quote about um, fitness from, a, from an influencer, of course. Um, and they said, if you work really hard to buy a Ferrari, are you just gonna keep it in the garage all the time? And I remember hearing that in regards to, you know, showing off your body. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that totally resonates with me. Like I work so hard for this physique that I have and I'm, I'm going to show it off. Right. And motivate and inspire other people. I did not realize how toxic that was. I did not realize how obsessed I became with taking pictures of my body, with constantly looking at my muscles or my abs in a reflective surface. Like it got to the point where like I would be at like a gas station restroom or like a restaurant and I'd be in the bathroom. And if nobody was in there, I would lift up my shirt and like, look at my abs in the mirror, right? Like what the heck? You can't tell me that's normal. So when I started this process of 
transitioning towards healing this relationship with my body, I would acknowledge and be more aware of when that was happening. Because you can do it on, on the negative side as well. You can be, you know, positively taking note of your body and kind of checking things out and whatnot. But you can also do it in a very harmful way where you start picking yourself apart as well. So, you know, perfect example is your body is changing. You're feeling maybe a little bit, quote, puffy or bloated or just pudgy, right? Those are a lot of the words that I hear my clients um, refer to their bodies with. And what's sad though, is they'll spend, you know, five, 10, 15, maybe minutes every single day, just like in their reflective surface, picking apart their body, which is not doing yourself any good as well. So one of the best things that you can do is kind of that neutrality where um, you're not necessarily, you know, over-exaggerating your body um, in the mirror, but you're just not even going to that reflective surface in the first place. So as soon as you pass that mirror or you're getting changed or whatever it is, and you acknowledge that you're starting to, to body check, change that behavior right away. Go do something else. Go make a snack. Go for a walk. Go text your friend. Go look um, on Pinterest at dogs. Like literally anything else to change that behavior because the more and more that you keep doing it, the more obsessive you're going to become with the way that your body looks and picking it apart and noticing the tiny little changes um, that occur that are completely normal and that are completely healthy. So that's something that I really recommend in regards to breaking that cycle is stop body checking. When you catch yourself doing it, change the behavior, go do something else. And in, in addition to that, stop using the scale. This is something that can be very difficult for a lot of people because it is a measure of progress for a lot of people. It's a measure of data. It you know, tells a lot of information as far as um, how much water you've had. Are you inflamed? Um, you know, at the end of the day, like it's a number. Like as a provider, we do use it as part of our assessment for some people, but it's not something that should be dictating your life. If you are waking up in the morning and you're getting anxious about stepping on the scale because you're worried about what number you're going to see, you should not be someone that should be even using a scale as a, as, a, as a form of progress. If your mood for the day is going to be impacted by the number that you see, you should not be stepping on a scale, right? It can be very hard to break that association that weight equals health and weight equals fitness. It, it does not. This has been proven time and time again in research that um, weight is very arbitrary and there's a lot of different factors that go into what it means to have a healthy body. And it can be very, very hard when your body looks different and your body is a weight that maybe you're not used to seeing it be at. You need to give yourself grace and give yourself respect that you would give to your best friend if your body is changing and your body is a weight that you're not used to. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you are lazy or you've slipped up or anything. It literally is a number that is nothing more than a piece of data. At the end of the day, if not weighing gives you peace of mind, and allows for you to be more in tune with the way that your body feels as far as your energy levels, how well you're sleeping, 
all of these other different components of health that have nothing to do with that number, you don't need it. It's just very interesting because looking back now, I have, I have a scale. I actually have a scale in my bathroom. Couldn't tell you the last time I stepped on it. I think I step on it maybe once every four months, just out of random curiosity. And the thing that's interesting is when I see a number, nothing happens. I just acknowledge it and I move on with my life. Weight fluctuates, your body fluctuates, they change. Um, if you're healing and your body is higher, it's a higher weight than you're used to it seeing because you're in a healing journey and you need to get your hormones back on track. You need to regulate your cortisol. You need to regulate your estrogen, your digestive health. And you, your body's responding by putting on a little bit of weight. That's part of the process, unfortunately. And I know that it's frustrating, but the more and more that you fight that process, the more that you try to eat less and exercise the weight away, the more inflammation you're going to have, the more your cortisol is going to keep ramping up and the more you're going to be stuck in this vicious cycle that you're never going to get out of. So the last thing that I'm going to mention in regards to what really, really helped me was seeking out professional therapy. And it sounds very cliche, um, but I think that we don't prioritize mental health enough. It's something that um, I'm starting to see talked about a lot more, which is fantastic, but get in touch with yourself. If you are realizing that your relationship with your body and your relationship with food, your relationship with exercise is maybe kind of teetering on that unhealthy level, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to talk to a professional about it and to get the professional guidance and resources and counseling and therapeutic treatments to change those behaviors. Remember, that all of this is stemmed in psychology. All of this is stemmed in behavior change. The best thing that you can do to change behaviors is to work with a professional who can help you and guide you through those processes to make those changes. That is something that I did. Um, and I was very late to the party when it um, presented itself to me. Um, it's something I wish I would have done way earlier, but I'm still glad nonetheless that I did explore this option for a couple months and it was the best decision I ever made. Um, my therapist that I was working with brought out a lot of, um, a lot of trauma and a lot of um, insecurities that I had that had nothing to do with exercise or my body or food, but rather, you know, just about myself. And I was using food and exercise and the way that my body looked as a crutch. And I was just using it as an outlet. So you might learn a lot about yourself and about your insecurities and about your mindset about the world that you live in simply just by, by working with someone and kind of working through those things a little bit. I think a lot of us um, fitness enthusiasts out there um, have some type of traumatic experience, if not multiple in our past. And that's why we resort to physical activity um, as an outlet because it makes us feel in control and it makes us feel strong and it releases endorphins and all of these different chemicals that make us feel good, which is great, but you know, so too with anything, there can be a negative side effect of it when it's too much, right? So it's not uncommon for bodies to change. It's not uncommon to feel uncomfortable in your body when you're on a, a healing journey, when 
being in a caloric deficit, going on um, a fat loss program is not the priority. And if anything is like the exact opposite of what you should be doing, it's not uncommon. Um, it's just hard to work through. So if you're struggling with this, just know that you're not alone and that it's so worth it in the end to actually put in the work and prioritize your self and your mental health and your well-being to really, really just fight for um, this, this body acceptance and to fight for um, the ability to no longer feel controlled by the way that your body looks. I cannot tell you how freeing it feels to no longer have emotional breakdowns just after putting on a pair of pants. Like I'm not kidding. I wish I could say that like that was an exaggeration, but in college, my body image was just so poor, so terrible that I put on a pair of shorts um, and I would just start crying. And I know for a fact that some of you guys are going to regulate with that um, or re resonate with that, which is un unfortunate, but um, really impactful and really powerful. So if that is you, know that there is help, know that there's resources out there. And that, like I said, in the end, it's so worth it to put in the work. It's not easy by any means. Nobody said it was. It's very, very difficult, if anything, to unlearn a lot of the behaviors that you've been um, following for several years. So it does, it does take a lot of work, um, but it's so worth it. So with that being said, I'm going to end off here. And I do want to recommend a book that I personally really, really liked um, when I was going through my healing journey and trying to work on my relationship with my body as it was changing. And as I was kind of rediscovering who I was and what being an athlete and what being fit meant to me. So the first book is called Body Respect. Um, this is by Linda Bacon and Lucy Affermore. You can get it on Amazon. Another book I really like is called Body Kindness. This is by Rebecca Scripchfield. She's a registered dietitian, which is awesome. We love it. Those are two books that I personally really like um, and recommend to a lot of my clients. There's podcasts out there as well. There's YouTube videos. There's um, journals as well and like body affirmation cards that you can actually get as well. Um, there's a really cool one called the Body Positivity Card Deck and it's 53 strategies for body acceptance. You can also get that one on Amazon, which is awesome. Um, there's, like I said, there's some that are journals and actual physical workbooks where you're required to um, write out different passages and there's different um, templates that you have to fill out. And this is very eye-opening for a lot of people as well. So if you're kind of stuck in this journey um, and not really sure um, how to go about building and fostering a healthy relationship with maybe a newer body that you're existing in, these are just some of the resources that I wanted to recommend to you guys. Um, hopefully this um, resonated with some of you guys and if it does, please, please let me know. More than happy to chat with you guys about anything, any of these things. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a gut health dietitian. We really, really focus on, you know, digestive support. Um, but it's, you know, no co coincidence, like I said, that a lot of our clients are um, come from past of disordered eating, eating disorders, over-exercising, and we help um, them establish and restore that balance in their lifestyle and their 
nutrition and their um, overall well-being as well. So more than happy to chat with you if you would like to. My personal Instagram is fit and fabulous. So fit.andfabulousnutrition. That's my IG handle. You should be able to find it um, in the show notes as well. But um, all that being said, it was an absolute pleasure kind of sharing my story, sharing some um, facts, some faux pas that maybe isn't uh, addressed very much and talked about in the fitness community. But um, I'll leave it off here and I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon.